Good evening, everybody, and welcome to your Friday Night Fools panel, uh, where we are all set to preview Hartlepool, uh, their visit to the CG on what is the doubleheader weekend with Swindon Town women playing at the uh, county ground as well. Before we say hello to our esteemed panel, let's roll those titles. Take I could see lots of swaying of arms in the lobby. So let's get the uh, let's get the gents in for the evening. Let's start with BTB. Good evening, Ben. Hello, Fifey. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am very well. Thank you for asking. You seem very chirpy this evening. Yeah, looking forward to tonight. Get our old friend back from Lower League Look, and uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's gonna be all good. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, good evening, Claire, there in the comments. Yes, it, it should be a good game tomorrow. Uh, there's going to be a uh, lots to talk about obviously both sides in um not not necessarily the greatest form so it'll be interesting to say to hear what our guest has to say but before we get him on let's say hello to some more of the regulars starting with warren good evening buddy back for another friday night i enjoyed I it a couple of weekend, weeks ago it's what it's all about now love it twice night. a week at the minute wow i know i don't know how i'm doing this but um yeah. Well, I know why you're doing it, and the reason that we're seeing you so regular is because of how much the bromance between yourself and Friday Night Joe. Good evening, buddy. Oh, there he is. Yeah, well, the vice president of the Tom Clayton Club said he was uh, coming on tonight, yeah. so I thought I'd better uh, come on and support him. Exactly. Exactly, Joe. <laughs> so going, boys? Good evening to uh, the other Joe, who has appeared in the conversation as well. Oh. Where's the president gone? <laughs> it's okay, everyone. Joe's back. Speaking of someone who is back, he uh he deserted us or for one night to promote us on another pod. And what a fine example he was on OSC. But we are delighted to welcome back young Nicholas. Hello, sir. Yeah, hiya, Fifey. Yeah, glad to be back on the uh, number one pod. Um, so, uh, yeah, I did enjoy Monday night, but uh, missed you guys. So, yeah, really excited to be back tonight and looking forward to it. Good. And we are delighted to have you back. Uh, good evening to uh, to Stephen. Good way to spend a rainy Friday night watching the bearded men talk. Um, well, there's a, there is a there is a strong beard game on Fools Rush in generally, but not everyone. Not everyone's sporting the the solid beard. Um, we do have one more regular fool to welcome. Good evening, Ned. Uh, good morrow. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm very well. It's nice to. Uh... It's nice to see uh, Ben with a proper hoodie on instead of the crap that he had on in <laughs> waiting for it to start. And uh, yeah, nice to see uh, Friday Night Joe, a.k.a. Premature Joe. He's back to his old nickname again. <laughs> Premature Joe. <laughs> uh, those were the days. Good evening, Philip, there in the chat as well. Uh, reminder that um, Facebook and YouTube comments 
um, are all shown live and we can flash them up on the screen. If you are watching along on Twitter and you do post anything, I do have a separate screen up and I will be relaying your messages because StreamYard, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to like them. But we have a special guest tonight. It's not all Swindon Town. Hartlepool are represented as well. Um, for those not familiar, you've heard us mention the lower league look before. Um, Liam is familiar to those who have been watching and listening to us for a long time. But a man who made his debut in the pre-season Friends of Fools uh, prediction is back. And we're delighted to oh. say good evening, man. <laughs> good evening, boys. How are you doing? Very, very well indeed. Um, I said, look, I'm, I'm going to come on and start singing. I can't help falling over you. But then I thought, no, I'm not going to deafen everyone. So I started to use everyone. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> uh, we are delighted to have you back. Um, before Good we to get be into, back. Before we get into to the main crux of tonight's thing and, and, and previewing tomorrow's game, uh, mention lower league look there, but you announced on... Uh, on the League 2606 last weekend that you and Liam also have a new project starting up, which will be leaving us halfway through this episode to, to go and carry on. But please tell those watching and those that will be listening back afterwards a little bit about that and where they can find you. Yes, so we are recording a pilot episode tonight for our new weekly podcast. Um, it's going to be called Two Hats Talking. Um, if you do it in a broad Yorkshire accent, then you will get twats talking. I'm going to constantly be just pretending I don't know what it means anyway on the podcast. I'm just going to keep that facade going. I don't have a clue what it means. So, yeah, we're recording that tonight. It's in partnership with Andy's Man's Club. Um, so it's really just going to be a bunch of guys talking complete nonsense um, and just having different funny topics each week to talk about. It's something a little bit different for us to do. I'm really excited to run for it. I, we have got a Twitter page up and run. I'm at Two Hats. And, yeah, we'll get everything up on that Twitter page, it'll be up on Spotify, all your usual podcasts. Um, and we'll also plug it through Laurel League Look as well if you guys follow us there. So, yeah, really, really excited to start recording that. Sorry to leave you guys a little bit earlier than I wanted to, but... That's fine. We appreciate it. Really excited to be here. In this in this era where news is constantly evolving, you never know what's around the corner, who's going to be appearing where or, or leaving where. Um, we, we appreciate whatever time you can give us. So let's crack straight on with the action and let's discuss the game uh, that we have um, at the weekend. And um, let, let's let the guests start first. Um, needless to say, Hartlepool probably aren't in the best of form going into it. Um, how have you rated your start to the season? Um, shite. As to put it in a word, it's not been it's not been good at all. I um, I thought we would have been doing a lot better than we would have been. I um, at the start of this season, I had this kind of mid table, but it has been well documented that our squad has been filled with inexperienced players, players who aren't good enough to play in this league, and through Paul Hartley's poor recruitment. Um, this has been even more well documented on Tuesday night in our game against Everton under-21s in the Pizza Cup. Keith Carroll made a statement in that game. He played a team full of Paul Hartley signings and he came out and absolutely damned that squad after the game, saying that a lot of, this, a lot of these players will... He says, players will go on a journey. 
Um, some of their journeys will be with me. A lot of them will go on a completely different journey, and that will not be in a journey with me, whether they are at the club. They might be for contractual reasons, but they will not be going on my journey. And it, it really does show that team that played um, isn't good enough to compete in the league. Um. I mean that's quite a damning verdict. A lot of a lot of fans of clubs, particularly when they're down the bottom at this stage of the season, they'll say our performances have maybe warranted a few more points. Would you say that was the case of Hartlepool, or, or or is it as bad as as that verdict suggests? Do you know Do you know what? There is a few games where we have deserved we have deserved things out of it. I look at the Doncaster game as a key. We won that two one. We deserved everything in that game. Um, we outplayed Doncaster. Doncaster weren't a good team. I haven't heard anyone say Doncaster's a good team this season. We've said that no. before. And many teams will say it again. I'm, it was the same against Tranmere. I felt we deserved something at the Tranmere game. We drew that 0-0. Same with Gillingham. That was 0-0. We deserved something out of that. So we've had a few we've had a few draws where I feel that we could have got something out of it. And we do have a threat up front. We've got Josh Umera up front, who is one of the top goal scorers in the league. And him playing to the, the capability of scoring the goals that he is in a team as poor that we have been, I'm is amazing what he's done so far. But that's not the only threat you've got up front. Let me just flash this comment up from Claire again because we'll let you have your say, and then Ned will be itching, itching <laughs> to get involved. <laughs> Theo, 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 Theo. Yeah, I'm. He always seems to do well against you guys, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Always, I think that's the one good game he can have for us, and then he can just go back to being pants again. I'm <laughs> this city's not filled me with I'm confidence in his signing, but he brings something else to the team that we've not had. I'm and if him and Umera can bring up a partnership up front, Umera's not had that partnership with someone. Keith Carroll likes to play a three-five-two. And if he's got someone to play off him and give him that service, then great. I don't care if Theo gets the goals, if Umera, if it helps Umera get more goals, as long as it helps us drive up the table and they're doing well, I'm happy. Go on then, Ned. Get involved. Theo to, be, to be honest, Theo Robinson wasn't my um, you know, gripe player. But to be honest, Theo Robinson's, uh, as far as I, I read the situation, he's come in to replace my great player, which was Omar Bogle. So that's an astute <laughs> astute replacement. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he's the one that replaced Omar Bogle. I'd say Omera's your direct replacement for Omar Bogle. See I They're don't all... know anything about Omera. Um what so, Omera was describe? so he was Wheelstone's top goal scorer last season. I think he scored seventeen <laughs> in the National League last season. Did you sign that they got no fans? Gone. Apart from the Wheelstone Raider, <laughs> yeah, he maybe scared them away. But no, uh, we got him from Wheelstone, and he said straight away in his interview, like, "What do you want to achieve this season?" He's like, "I want to score between ten and twenty goals this season." And everyone's like, "Well, if you're scoring ten and twenty goals, we are a happy, happy fan base with you doing it." I think he's on seven just now in the league. I'm mm. um, and yeah, so happy with his performance. Big, strong, hold-up striker. The only player that I can describe him to, to, to other people, to go, this is a well-known player, you'll know. He reminds me of a, a League 2 Drogba. Hmm. Apart, from the, apart from the diving. 
He doesn't do the dive. He's just a big, strong hold-up player. He's got a great finish on him. And I, I rate him so, so highly. I always say he's the most underrated striker in our league. Even though he's sitting fourth-top goal scorer, he's phenomenal. So he is the is he going to be joining to Swindon in January? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I I think we will see outgoings in January, but he will not be an outgoing player at all. Unless he's come in with money, then Raj Singh will go, yes, please, and he will line his pockets because he loves to line his yeah. pockets. Let's uh, let's give Grant, uh, Grant's voice a little rest there and see what you guys think ahead of the game. Was or I'll start with you. Um it, it's been, we had form at the very beginning of the season where between us, we would disagree, we would debate and we would not get to any sort of conclusion. Then we sort of started to build up that momentum that we spoke about and picked up a few results. It's got a bit patchy again of late. So are you confident or are you a little bit concerned? I'm a little bit concerned tomorrow. I think. I think Hartlepool could be a bigger threat than what Newport and Colchester have offered in the two games that we've had at home recently. Um, I, I think we, you know, I mean, a bit from the way Grant's described describing this Umera, you know, what I mean, it's it's someone that our defence is going to hate. You know, what I mean, it's it, they're not going to want to come up against a big lad like this um, that is going to get in and around them and and make it difficult. Um, but like I've always said with us, is that if we implement how we play, which we've started to do in games, I think we'll give Hartlepool more to think about than they'll give us to think about. But the key will be that if we don't give away silly free kicks and silly set pieces, and we've been through this, haven't we, with other games when we were talking about Colchester and we were talking about other teams that we've come up against. Um, so it's how we play. We're at home. We're the home side. We need to take it to them. Um, yeah, I... It's got. We've got to win these home games. If we need to be at the top end of the league, and we want to be, we've got to beat teams like this. No disrespect. It's just we've got to win the game. Um, it doesn't matter how we do it, um, but they could be a threat. And we haven't seen. We didn't see much of Colchester and Newport. They didn't really. And if we give that Umera a chance, like Bowdry was gifting Newport a chance with a dodgy back pass, and he gave Newble a chance against Colchester. If he gives this Umera a chance, by the way, Grant's talking. He's going to put it away. So. And we haven't been scoring many goals, so it could be a real tight game again. Well, that his was comment like, on the his comment and the pop up there from Sean that came up. Yeah, I can. Like he said, I think he mentioned he just popped up. Sorry to interrupt you, man. He was just saying about us playing three five two. We probably won't be playing three at the back this weekend. I am because Roland Menies is still injured, so we will likely play a back four, and we will have Murray and Lacey as the two centre backs, which fills me with. Fucking dread. Because <laughs> um, we, right, we have we have three centre backs. <laughs> one of them's injured. One of them's injured, and we play a three centre back system. We had that lad on loan, didn't we? That many. Yeah, yeah, awful. Yeah, he was yeah. awful. He was at Walsall last season, and we yeah. shipped eight against us. And do you know what? He done really well at Walsall when he started. When he started there on the loan, he started well, and then he was there under Matty um, Taylor, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, Flynn yeah. Flynn came in and he just fell out of fa- fell out of yeah. favour under Flynn and then we've got him on loan for this season and he's looked, he's looked really good. Our defence looks so much more confident when he's played so much more confident. Um, Nick, Wazza made a, a good point. Um, obviously, if you're winning every game one 0 you'll you'll take it. 
Um, but the the key phrase I think is possession doesn't win you points, and and the the thing was I said is we're not scoring that many goals at the moment. Is that a concern for you? Yeah, hundred percent. We it's the same old story. We say it every week. We we need to score early in that first fifteen minutes. If, if we get a goal, then then I can I can see us hitting two, three, maybe even more. But it's that first 15 minutes are going to be critical. And, and again, the longer it goes on, and if we're hanging on at nil-nil or, or maybe a one-nil, it's always a worry. And our friend Theo, um, there's only two good things about him. One, for whatever reason, my daughter's called her son Theo. But I think it's a great football player's name because we can go, Theo! So it's a real good footballer's name. I just hope the hell he doesn't score on Saturday because that will just just do me in. So, you know, he'll, yeah. if he does it, he'll just, he'll top off. Flex. Yeah, yeah, it'll be the, right. it'll be the worst. <laughs> yeah, and oh jeez, just just dread it, don't you? Um, but yeah, it's it's that first fifteen minutes is critical for us. Um, if we play on the front foot and like we said, move it fast, move it forward, get balls in the box, we'll be okay. If we don't do that. We'll probably struggle. Um, Joe, the, we were briefly mentioning there how Hartlepool might set up. Did, do you see a, a change in system for, for Swindon potentially? I mean, we've, we've been saying for a few games now about playing um, Jeff Cut and Wakeling as a two up top and, and maybe altering the system. Personally, I'd like to see that he does, but I don't think he will. Um, I think we've got two or three players playing out of position at the moment, in my opinion. Um, Wakelin, Williams, Wakelin's best position isn't out on the right. You know, he's got to be as, as a centre through the middle. Um, Williams, as good as he's been, I think he has been good this season, but I don't think that's his best position on the left either. So, um, it's, it's, but it's, it's, yeah, for me, I'd like to see two up top somehow, whether that means going to a back three or a, a diamond or, or something. But I, I think Jeff got looks... Looks like he's struggling a bit on his own up front and just needs a, a partner there to do some of the running for him. Yep. No, that certainly makes sense to me. Um, with regards to the, the other options, um, Ned, we there's obviously been some concern about Reed of late, you know, not starting, being on the bench, but not coming on. Um, can Gladwin play that role? Can Khan play that role? Um you know, how how crucial is it that we get, if, if we do stick with the same formation, we get that midfield free right uh, tomorrow? Um, I mean, it is massive. You know, I, I can't... I mean, there, there's obviously a reason why Reedy isn't in the team at the moment. And I think it's possibly more than just, you know, reasons for on the pitch i think there's possibly something else on the go that we don't know about but um it, i mean it's essential you know certainly when um uh you know earlier this season and last um if, if reedy's in that position he he does so much he does so so much um i mean granny hasn't been in in fine fettle shall we say but um he does so much and it's just you know this is where we've lacked and i think if we can control the middle, you know, um, then we, we, you know, with all due respect, Grant, uh, I think we're going to, you know, possibly look at more of a cricket score. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, 
But you know, as, as Nick said, it's all it's all about that early goal. Um, if we, you know, if we're going into the second half, we're still nil nil, or you know, possibly worse. Then you know, you just got that feeling that. Well, I, do you know what I say that? But your confidence in Meniese tells me that your other two centre backs must be. Fucking rubbish. <laughs> um, yeah, Murray, Murray and Lacey aren't aren't great to be honest with you. Um, games that we've played back four. I'm so if I'm looking back on our results, ones that really notably stand out for me. We played was it Bradford. We played from back four. Our first few games we played a back four, and I was like, never ever do it again. Then we moved to a back three or back five. However, we want to look at it, we've done well. Actually, I remember Walsall, you saying that because Walsall, we, we get smashed 4-0. Yeah, Walsall, we get smashed 4-0. I'm Blackburn, we get smashed 4-0. Bradford, we get beat 3-1. Orient, we played a back four, we get beat 4-2. I, I don't like that system for us at all. And I, I do think it'll be the system that we play. I'm Tomorrow, I think we have to. I'm I'm hoping that Nicky Featherston's going to feature at some point during the game. He'll probably be in the bench. He's coming back from injury to steady the ship. I'm, but we'll see a different midfield to what we've seen on Tuesday as much as we can. I think we'll see Mark Shelton playing. I think we'll see Mo Silla in as well, or the centre one of the two of them. And they do hold the line okay, but I think we'll see two two defensive midfielders in front of that defence. I'm. To try and help them out as much as possible. We will have Ferguson and Sterry back in at full backs, who I think are phenomenal full backs. I am our two, our two centre backs just fill me with fear. I am yeah. That's two yeah. everyone's saying we need everyone was saying we need a strike. Everyone's like, you need striker, you need striker. I was like, no, we need two to three centre backs. Before we unleash Sterry's our good up, yeah. Before we unleash our not-so-secret weapon to intimidate you, Grant, in Ben, um, we have had a couple of messages in for you. Firstly, you might know uh, this particular account. <laughs> Fuck off, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but more importantly, we have had a question sent in for you. The panellists saying we have to watch out for Theo. Is there a Swindon player that sticks out for you to watch out for? Um, who is to look out for me? Do you know who I'm going to go on? The lad that like that Liam's been going on about all season. I Darcy. Darcy. And do you know what? I think Jeff Cox want to look out for as well. He's been doing all right. Okay. Um. Now. I appreciate Liam's there and he, and he's waiting for you. So we'll fly around. Do you know, and ask do you know what he's doing? He's streaming this into probably. the other stream yard and just so everyone else can watch case, it in there. So they're probably all pisses. Hello, two <laughs> <laughs> um, hats talking. <laughs> indeed. We will uh we will fly around and ask everyone's predictions. And we have been sent in a little Swinning Town v Hartlepool quiz. So if you need to shoot, I will ask the guys alone. But if you've got an extra five minutes or so. Then uh, you're more than welcome to take I'll, part. I'll, I'll do. I'll go. I'll go quickly on it. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Before we do, then, uh, Ben, uh, tell Grant why he should be scared of Swindon, and then give us your score prediction, please. Okay. Um, I think. Uh, I think they've. I've just had a look. They've conceded 17 goals in 
seven away games this season, which is more than anyone else in this season. I'm actually just quite keen to know how they're going to stay out tomorrow, which I wanted to ask Grant about. Um, because if they try and shit house, the Swindon are notoriously bad at shit attacking teams who try and shit house us at the county ground. Um, have they got the defence that can last out 90 minutes or are we just going to score? And if, we're, if they are going to give chance away, are you actually going to have a go at us? Because even if you have a go at us, then you're playing into Swindon's hands because we want you to come at us because that gives us the gaps between the defence and midfield. So you're in a really, in my opinion, a shitty stick or twist position where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And that's why I'm going to scare you. I mean... I go in every game. I go in every single game scared. I didn't go into Northampton scared. Actually, not Northampton. Eh? Doncaster scared. I was like, I just, I know we're gonna, be, I know we're gonna beat them. How are you against footballing uh, side? Do you prefer playing against big shit house teams, or do you fancy footballing teams? I don't like playing against anyone this season. Jesus, I am. Um, we're not gonna go out and shit house. We are gonna. I think we will go out and try and attack. Good, good, good game. Go well, then, Ben. A score, a score prediction, please, Ben. Three 0 Swindon. Was it? Uh, 2-1 Swindon Nick I was going to say 3-0 but rather than be boring and totally agree with Ben I'll go 4-0 <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off <laughs> 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 I'm, not saying, I'm, not it, I'm not doing it I'm not doing it I'm not I'm not doing it not after what happened with Dad says the other day Jesus Christ no. hey, do you know what I'm going to drop okay 0-0 uh, or a score draw score drop there's no way there's no way we're keeping a clean sheet and Umera scoring. Okay. Ned? Uh okay, so if Chewie's watching, then you're just a shit rocking Robin. I just <laughs> I just want to say that very quickly. Robin. And uh also uh I have had to change my score from five nil to five one. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, I quite like this when it's just Fifey and Ben. <laughs> who are these? Who are these uh, two? <laughs> Four and five. It's the same keeper playing that played on Tuesday. No, no. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Did you see that? Did you see what Kyle Leatherin can see? Yeah, I, just, I saw like, that through his legs. For his legs. Yeah. I right. He's built like a loaf of bread. Right. <laughs> Honestly, I'm fitter than him, and he's our goalkeeping coach as well. Oh, is he? He's our, he's fucking. So he was Morecambe's first team keeper last season. So it's no re, no wonder they were down where they were. I'm honest to God, he is woeful. I seen him when I was like, oh God, I am. You, I put you to shame, mate. I am. No, it'll be Ben. It'll be Ben Killip back in goals, thankfully, and he is. He's a great goalkeeper. I really like Ben Killip. Dodgy, dodgy hairdo. I am. I can't say anything. I am, but he's a brilliant keeper. Does that, uh, Joe? Did we actually get as far as you giving your score prediction there? No, we haven't done Joe yet. No, no. My, uh, I'm struggling with connection here, so I'm a bit in between. But uh, I can, I can, I can actually see a draw. I think Hartlepool will, uh, will, will get a point off us. I like you. Okay. Um, so um, our good friend, friend of the show, John, has been busy as he always is to create questions to amuse the viewers and listeners and uh, bamboozle the panel. And he has worked hard in honour of Grant being here. He sent me in three uh, questions based on the history of Swindon Town versus Hartlepool. Let's see how you get on. It's uh, you know, it's a team game. 
you know, you're not against each other. There's no bragging rights. Let's just see if we can get the answers. So uh, question number one. <clears throat> in November 2001, we played Hartlepool in the only time that we've ever been drawn together in the FA Cup. But who was the unusual penalty goal scorer for Swindon? Unusual penalty goal Does anyone scorer. remember the FA Cup game from 2001? Did Swindon you score, got like, Did you go full Crawley Town and get a YouTuber to play? <laughs> <laughs> was it Mark Wright? <laughs> no, it certainly was not Mark Wright. <laughs> With the answer in front of me, I can assure you, you couldn't get someone more different than Mark Wright than being the answer to this question. Vinnie Jones. Uh, no, not Vinnie Jones or Vanderlinden. No. I'll give you a clue. Um, in a similar way to me. He was massive. Neil okay. Leatherin. Neil Ruddock is the Neil correct Ruddock. answer. Ruddock scored on. <laughs> Wanker. <laughs> you, did you just Nick, did you just call a Swindon Town goal scorer a wanker? Yep. Ruddock was a and yet you called me out when I ripped shades of pieces. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's one player I hated, it is Ruddock. Sorry. Money grabbing um, bastard. Question number two. Um, according to, uh, and I'll be honest, I've not fact-checked this, but I do trust John because even when he gets called out, he, he's right more than he's wrong. Um, okay. Hartlepool have not beaten Swindon in the last seven meetings, but did beat us that the last time they did win, we were at home. What year was it and what was the score? Oh. We were in the National League from for four years. It's got to be like noughties, uh, noughties, late, in the late noughties. Sonic Cox. Would it be 2006? Uh, we just also had a 2006 prediction, but that is incorrect. 2005 then? Nope. No. 2007? Nope. Let's just do each year, 2009. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, Ben? 2009. 2009 was correct. The point of when we stop. <laughs> do you remember the score? No? Hartley Paul ran out 2 0 winners that day. Oh. Um, now. Who's the who historian the amongst you? I was going to say, who were the scorers in that game? Well, I'm sure you could, You will have that. You're very good at fact checking. You will. Uh, you will have that answer for yourself. Know, Monkhouse would have been a, Monkhouse, Monkhouse is probably among them. Yeah, yeah Monkhouse it would have been, been Monkhouse. Maybe for sure. Question number three: uh, Swindon Town have played Hartlepool 31 times, but can you guess what the win to draw to loss ratio is? Now, this is written from a Swindon perspective. Um, ben, 30, oh, I, I appreciate some of you maths isn't your strong point, but you're looking for three numbers that add up to 31 here. <laughs> what is the win-draw-to-loss ratio, Ben? Swindon are, wins are 35%. Draws are going to be 20%, so 45% Hartlepool win if we've done so badly. 
No, 30, 35 and 20. 35%. Oh, this is horrible. Right. So, so that's not the metric that I said we're using. And second, no, you're wrong. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm so bad at stuff like this. I wouldn't have a Scooby. Um, said draws. 35, 35, 30. So, so at least <laughs> another Ben has got the the right idea in terms of metric. So, so he's he's predicting oh, okay. here 16 wins, nine draws, six defeats. Although, I'm not sure the maths there is right either. <laughs> How many games? Go on, 31. Put, 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 needs to add up to 31. Go on, Nick, do you want to have a go? I've got 16, 10, 5. Oh, very, very close. Grant, do you want to have a go? No. No. <laughs> My math is worse than that. Ned, no. Joe? Uh, I've got 15, 11, 6. Uh, you've got one of them correct. Ooh. Joe? 15. Oh, sorry. 15, 10, 7. <laughs> uh, zero correct. <laughs> I'm not sure if Joe's thinking hey, or he's frozen. frozen. Goal scorers in that game. Oh, he's gone. The answer to that question. It, oh, he's back. Oh. Joe. Hello. Can you hear it? What's your prediction? What's We're your, still on the what, uh, what, what? Win, win draw losses. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'll try and just make sure I get the math right. <laughs> Take one. I'm going to go 16, 8 and 7, something like that. <laughs> the correct answer is Swindon Town have 13 wins, 12 draws, and 6 defeats. Uh, not a bad record at all. And yes, uh, apologies to the other Ben. Uh, your maths was correct. That at least did add up to 31. Um, <laughs> so Gold there you go. Thank in you. that game, Wire, Andy Monkhouse. Fucking knew it would be Monkhouse. And James Brown. Oh, I remember that. Used to be, ah, I feel oh, what a player he was. Yes. He was a great player. I'm sadly done by two cruciate me injuries his knees were done i am done it in a pre-season game against hibs and then he was never the same since he was a cracking player jeff loved him he used to have a little goal mm. from sports to bring up <laughs> i tell you what blooming um if you stick you know andy monkhouse even now at his old age if you still stick him in that top you know that first he was guaranteed Guaranteed Absolutely. a goal against us every time. Good player, wouldn't yeah. he? I like him. Alex Ravel used to always score against us. <laughs> Alex, so Alex Ravel and Monkhouse. Ugh. Well, God, while you guys go on this trip down memory lane, um, I would like to thank Grant for his time this evening. It's very much appreciated. Good luck with the new uh, with thank the new you. podcast. No. Guys, thank um, you very much. And, uh, of course... Uh, you can catch him on the new podcast, which we'll be posting stuff out for. You can also hear more from Grant on Lower League Look, primarily on their uh, flagship 606 shows, Sunday from 7, generally? Sundays, every Sunday, there's a, a, a match weekend, 7 o'clock. Come and join us. Um, it's good fun. I've seen a few people pop up in the comments. Yes, midweek fixtures, Wednesday, 7 o'clock. I've seen a few regular names popping up. 
in the comments here who come on, but anyone else who's not checked out, come and have a come and have a listen. Come on, join in, speak. It's always good. It'd be good to hear some other Swindon fans' perspectives. I am um, as well in the games. I'm not saying anything that I don't want to hear from you guys. I like love hearing from you guys, but it's good to hear more voices on the 606 as always. But no, thanks for having us on. Thanks for your time, Grant. Good luck when you Catch you later on, guys. Bye-bye. So we've all had our say there on the um, game coming up, but shall we, oh, do we even dare have our say on what actually happened midweek? Um, I mean, needless to say, playing any game with nine men is going to be difficult. Um, but what did we make of it? Uh, Joe, if I remember rightly, you were there. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, what was the uh, what was your overriding thoughts at full time? Um, do you know what? I think we did all right, and until the second red card, we were doing all right. Um, I think, in my in my view now, Kieran Brennan probably ain't going to play for Swindon again. I think. Right, fair enough. Um, I, honestly, I, I, the first challenge was just stupid. The second challenge, right on the edge of the box, you know you're on a booking. What are you doing? You just, you know, Harry's was there to win the ball, and Brennan's taking Harry's and the Bristol Rovers player out. So, yeah, it was a strange one. Ricky Aguiar's one. I haven't seen anything to convince me that it wasn't a red card yet. Uh, that it was a red card. Sorry, I didn't think it was at the time, and I haven't seen anything to convince me. It just sort of fell over. Yeah, it, it was to me. It was similar to the to the Khan one against. Stevenage, was it? Whoever it was. Um, yeah, sort of got tackled and landed on the Bristol Rovers player. But I don't, I, I haven't seen anything that insinuates that he's stamped or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, to be honest, the referee gave them every 50 50, didn't give us anything. At one point, Adeloy got absolutely, well, nearly close. Oh, I'm gutted that Joe's I'm internet was possibly the nicest thing anyone can say about you know what, they battled well. <laughs> they, uh, do you know what? They battled well with nine men, to be fair. Um, but Rovers brought on some good players second half, some of their first team players, and yeah, they were too strong for us in the end. Um, it was fascinating listening back to um, the Low Strangers review the other day and, and what their thoughts were. They were they were pretty damning about a, a number of players. Um, so let's just go through some of them and, and see what we think. Nick, um, for, from your perspective, uh, was there any positives to take from the game? I think the positives were that the, the, the players that were left on the pitch obviously battled in, in, in did as much as they could effort-wise. Um, it seems from the reports, Lavinia and Ellis both had decent games. It was it was just such a shame that we couldn't get players to give a proper full ninety minute um, run out. Like you know, you want to see the likes of Parsons to see what he could do over ninety minutes. Aguilar, you wanted to see what he could do over ninety minutes. We know what a good player he is, but you know, ninety minutes is is vital to get up to sort of match speed. Um, so it, it it was just a shame that. You know, we had two players sent off in a game that meant absolutely nothing. And I don't know what it is with that bloody competition that we end up getting players sent off. It's, it's crazy. Um, so there were a couple of positives. 
I think the team showed that, you know, they did all they could. The players that were left on the pitch and battled really hard. And that's got to be good um, for us going forward. Um, but I say it's just a shame that players missed out on getting a full 90 minutes performances at 11 aside. And that's a, a crucial point, that really, isn't it, Waza? Because ultimately, whenever a player steps out on the pitch, they're going to be judged by fans. But what we, when you look through that team, I mean, you've got... OK, yeah, Brennan's not got any plaudits for, for what happened at all. Um, but you've got Harry's who, you know, I'm going to be biased for. Um, some people slated his performance. Others said he wasn't actually that bad. Um, but he's he's not been playing regular. You've got Adeloy coming off the bench. And, and I saw a few people slate his performance. Again, I'm going to be biased because I, I think he's got potential to be a real good player how can you slag off a player who hasn't played for so much time and he comes on when he's playing in nine men against 11 it's just ridiculous um there are a number of other examples of players who you know they haven't been playing it's not like we're if that was our first team our starting team then yes i could understand it but in a competition that yes every game you go in to win i i say that all the time but in a competition where we're already out, there's nothing riding on it other than local bragging rights, and we're playing largely a team of players who aren't playing regular football, you'd expect it to be a bit disjointed, wouldn't you? Yeah, you've, you've hit the nail on the head, Fifey, with that. If, if we didn't want to play for this competition anyway, that, that game was even more so, because we couldn't even have no chance of even progressing in the competition, and it was just an absolute nothing game. For me, it was just, you know what I mean? I've always looked at the competition is that you give your fringe players minutes, you get the, you get some game time in their legs. But when you go down to nine men, your game plan goes completely out the window. You know yeah. what I mean? Ten men, you can sort of manage it. You can do little tweaks. But nine men, you lose you lose so much. You can't, you can't press. You can't go to certain areas of the pitch. It just makes it very disjointed, like you said, and very difficult to deal with because... You, you can't play your football. You're, you're literally just defending for a second half. It was literally probably attack versus defence in that second half. And we we managed to do all right, but eventually tiredness kicks in where these lads haven't played football, uh, a lot of football, and they just broke us down. You know what I mean? I agree with what Joe said. I think it was probably quite encouraging that Bristol Rovers didn't score till the 63rd minute, I think it was. So, you know what I mean? We held off. You know what I mean? For the majority of the first half, losing a man early. And then for part of the second half, being down to nine men, which I think is encouraging. Um, yeah, I don't think it's fair to criticise these players. I think they're they're fringe players. They're, you know what I mean? They're pushing to get into the first team or the squad. Um, yeah, I think there's got to be some promising signs. I, the result, it just doesn't matter to me. I just really don't care. You know, I mean, the competition's never been on the top of my list. And, you know, I mean, it will not be. Um, but, look, get some minutes in the legs. I I would, I don't think the players would be too down about it, to be perfectly honest. I just don't. You know, I mean, it's one of those. And, yeah, we'll move on to Saturday. And But, yeah, get some players running. It's good to see Adeloy back. I think your point about Adeloy... We haven't seen enough of him to to anyone to make an opinion. On Ned, Adam. I, we we've not seen enough. You know what I mean? And I just cannot see how people can criticise. And I'm hoping that we, I read his interview that he did. He did the press conference as the player. So, and he was saying he feels back, fitter, stronger than he's ever been. Which you know, what I mean, he could just be saying that. But 
you know, I mean, hopefully this is a good sign because I think we need someone like him because he's a different dimension to some of the strikers we've got. Wakelin and Jeff Cott are these, you know, what I mean, finish a chance, get the ball at their feet and work. And I feel like Adeloy could be that physical presence that we need in some of the games coming up that we've got. You know, what I mean, Bradford away, Mansfield away, players when you need someone to hold the ball up and bring other people into play and people can't judge him because we haven't seen enough of that. So, you know what I mean? I, hopefully he's going to get his chance in the next few weeks, whether it's coming off the bench or maybe even starting a game. But yeah, I, I'm not one of those that criticises these fringe players because they haven't had enough game minutes and you can't replicate that at training. You can't do an 11 aside against 11 and go, this is game minutes because it isn't. Um, so, yeah, let's see how we go. But it, it doesn't worry me at all about Tuesday's result. You see things with, with Adloy as well, because he's not been fit all season. He's been injured, basically, since the first game. Um, we don't have a player like him, a big, strong builder, hold-up player. He might end up very well. Fully fit Adloy might be like that Hartlepool striker that's banging him in at the minute. Yeah. We, we don't know yet. He's not had a run of games and he's not had a chance, really. So, you, you know, maybe, you know, we, we could just throw him in for a couple. Coming off the bench, maybe he'd be great foil for someone um, yeah. like F. Cott to work off. Um, I think think we're going back to what we were discussing with the Hartlepool game and sorry if we're going backwards here but where Joe was saying about whether we go back to 3-5-2 I think Adeloy could be a big part of that if Mm. like you know what I mean I don't think it will happen yet because I think uh, Lindsay will be thinking look we've been winning games with a back four but if we do have to change the system I don't know if Jeff Cotton Wakelin would work together. I don't think it would be the correct balance. I feel like you need that poacher and that worker. And I feel Jeff Cotton Wakelin are both of that. Adeloy could be the difference. Do you know what I mean? I think he could be that number two. I think he will need a partner alongside him, Adeloy. He's not going to be someone that will go on at the top end of the pitch on his own. I think he needs someone to work off him. Um, And I think that would make a difference. But no, I agree. Ben, we just need to give him a chance. Um, ben, final point on on the midweek game is the if there can be a frustration, given what we said, is it that in spite of everything, nobody really took the opportunity to shine, even even in adversity. You know, you, no one's really come out of that, and you thought I'd really like them to be starting. Well, there is one player that actually came out with a lot of credit, and that was Lavinia. Um, anyone who watched the game, I didn't watch the game, so I, I can't speak first. And said that it was fantastic, and perhaps maybe he should get a chance ahead of um Hutton. I think someone said, maybe the arrival at another podcast, that you know, you don't have a, a, a have a, have a Merc and keep it in the garage. Um, and maybe he should get a start. So I think he did all right, but no, we actually started the game all right, but the sending offs ruined it. And it's a shame. It's a shame with the players that did get sent off because especially Aguiwa, I think he got sending off will cost him a start on the weekend because I think he was lining up for a start ahead of Darcy. But I think Darcy might get annoyed ahead of him just because he got sent off and Darcy got to get some more minutes. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but it was a shame what happened because the team actually was quite interesting. I'd like to see how that team would have done because that actually was a half-decent team. But well, really, it doesn't really matter. It's done. It's over. It's forget about it. Concentrate on the league and the FA Cup. Just play a proper FA Cup team. Is this true, Ned? Um, 
I will say something about Adeloy. Um, yeah, we'll I will go on, Ned. I just have my moment on the uh, Bristol Rovers game first. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, I mean, I think generally, I think, I think we're being incredibly harsh on Swindon, the Swindon players, um, in in that Bristol Rovers game. I thought we more or less controlled the first half. Mm. Um, I thought up until well, up until the second sending off. I even with ten men, I still think we we outplayed and outbattled Bristol Rovers. I, I, that's what I genuinely thought. I thought, you know, we're actually, you know, the, some, you know, some of the, the fringe players are playing incredibly well. I mean, um, Aguiar looked good until obviously he got sent off. Um, Parsons. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I just don't see it with Parsons. Um, mm. There's, there's nothing about his game, which I think, do you know what we, we need that. I, 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 I can't fathom where, where what position he's going to, you know, be best in. Um, I, I, I just can't work him out. I'm sorry, but um, I don't. I, he needs to do a Scott Twine and go on loan somewhere, and then all of a sudden be awesome. <laughs> that'll be that'll be wonderful. Um, I mean, as Ben said, Lavinia, he looked, he looked absolutely brilliant. You know, he was definitely the man of the match. Um, uh the only problem is is you know Hutton I think will be really good against Hartlepool because I quite fancy him you know doing a few of his long throws in the box considering how shaky the two center backs are I think that would be a really good tool to use against Hartlepool but you know Lavinia is certainly knocking on that door as far as I'm concerned um and as I said in the chat all the way through the game I thought I thought Shade had a really good game as well, um, but that's just me. Said all along that it's shaping up for Shade to assist Adeloid for the winner against Bradford on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be on the pitch. I don't care about the fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, just with regards to Adeloid, because I haven't actually said anything about Adeloid yet. Um, yeah, it's you know. Listen to his interview, he really does genuinely sound like a really nice guy. So I do feel a bit bad about my horrific piss taking of how rubbish that he's been so far. But knowing that he's been playing injured, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I really hope he does well. I really hope he does well. I haven't, you know, given up complete faith. I mean, I haven't seen... You know, like Parsons, I haven't seen anything out of him which gives me any credit, you know, give me any confidence that he's going to be any good. I mean, I haven't, there might be one or two instances of his using his body to hold up the play, but I, he, he's been, he can't win a header in the air, um, obviously in the air, otherwise that would be using your feet. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, I just haven't, I've nothing from him aerially. So, What's he? What's he? What's he going to be used for if he's no good in the air? I think the problem is though, Ned, is with all these fringe players, they don't get enough game time. And it, unless you're playing competitive football for ninety mm. minutes, coming on as a 10, 15 minute sub is bloody hard. And, and well, that's this... trouble with no reserve side. You yeah. know, if the club want to move forward, at some stage, we call it an under twenty three side, or like Brentford do. They, I think their reserve stroke, you know, fringe players play competitive games. 
And that's what we've got to do because it's not fair on those players that are trying to break into that into that first team. And, and that's the problem that is, a, that is a very, very um, valid point and something that they, I believe it was Low Strangers that they, they spoke about and what I wanted to bring up with you guys because based on uh, what Waza was saying and, and how I followed it up and then what Nick said there, Getting these players game time, whether it's the likes of um, Adeloy and uh, Yandolo getting the match fit again, or whether it's some of the younger players getting some game time, you know, Parsons has has had his loan terminated. He's back at the club, but he's not been brought back because he's in excellent form and, and going to be challenging the first team. So you worry about what game time he's going to be getting. So there does need to be, I mean, they were saying, and and even if it was just that, you know, once every like three weeks, there was a game for these sorts of players, uh, the younger players and some of the, the first teamers who aren't seeing regular action to go and get some game time. It would be, it would be beneficial all round. I know it's harsh. I know it's harsh, but we've had this same conversation ever since this pod started about, you know, players, oh, we need to give them game time, give them a chance. But, I mean, let's be honest, if, um, you know, all these players that we keep saying give them game time, if we stuck them in against Hartlepool and we didn't win, then we're going to be fucking livid, aren't yeah, we? Again, that's the um, problem. We're throwing these problem. players in cold. But, you know, we, it's the same for every team. It's the same for every team in our division. I mean, it's all well and good saying about Brentford, but they're in the Premier League making 23-odd million pounds a year. And now? But... We, there's no ch- there's no chance that we're going to be spending you know what whatever I mean it, the, what was the amount that you quoted it's like a million pounds to set up a um, an under twenty threes team or something wasn't Fine. it that was that was the number that you quoted it, what's or... the what's the issue with arranging say every two to three weeks we play <laughs> Birmingham City's under twenty threes or we play such yeah. and such Watford's under twenty threes you know local teams that's the compromise <laughs> isn't it. That's yeah. that's the compromise. It should be arranging games just to try and get people to have a bit of, um, you know, something. But we're not the only t- we're not the only team to have this, and we just need to cope. We need to, we need to deal with it. We need to cope with it. We ha- we can't just. Do you know what I mean? We it's it's not a problem which is exclusive to Swindon. No, not other team other teams deal with it, so we need to be able to deal with it. Um, and I think, you know. If you look at the, the the times that players have had over the season so far, um, Adelois had over 100, 100 minutes so far. I know it's been in 10-minute increments here, you know, 60 minutes there, another 10 minutes here. But come on, you know, you've got to be able to show something at some point. You've got, do you know what I mean? You, it, I mean, how did people do it before? I, By little I sections here and there. You you need to show something at some point, but we're, we're not going to get an under-23s league, so let's rule that out of the conversation completely. We need to get, you know, maybe some friendlies and stuff set up or, or play them in, the, in, in youth team games or something. Something needs to happen. They need, think, As you say, they need to get minutes, but that's the only way it's going to happen. I think it's hard to duplicate, like, an atmosphere, like playing for three points on a Saturday or a Tuesday when you play. I don't, you can't replicate that in a reserve game. It's very like get the ball, play very slower tempo. Do you know what I mean? You, the manager can be trying to implement it as much as you possibly can on the sidelines in a reserve game, but it's just not the same. 
I think the best thing for these fringe players is to go out on loan and play games. Now, it doesn't matter what level they play at. It doesn't matter if it's Chippenham yeah. Town, Swindon Super League. It doesn't matter because you're playing on that Saturday for three points. So you're in a side that are wanting to win games, trying to play for their fans. You know what I mean? And that's why I think I don't get it with these sometimes when loanees turn up at clubs and they don't want to, you know what I mean? Because it's a benefit for them. They're, they're trying to play and get some games into them. And they're also playing for a club and they're also being watched by their team that their parent club, hoping, you know what I mean, that they're going to get called back with an opportunity to play for their side. So, yeah, I don't like the idea of reserve football. I just, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the right way to go. I think get players out on loan if you can. I, You know what I mean? It's, you've got to get them out on loan and keep them out on loan. I don't understand the point of why Parsons has been brought back. I really don't get it unless they've got another club lined up or because mm. he's not going to get anywhere near our side, I don't think, at the moment. Mm. Um, but he's a young lad and I'd like to be proved wrong. But the only way he's going to improve is to go out and play games. And I liked how Swindon did it last year going on to last season is that we sent players out on loan, but we had them back training with us two times a week. I think that's yeah. a massive thing because you're getting them out to go and play their games and experience and get in that game time. And then they're coming back and working with the first team again, you know what I mean, which helps them improve naturally. So, you know what I mean? I think that is the solution to the problem. You Because there's local teams all around Swindon, you know what I mean, that you could go and offer these young lads game time. And, you know what I mean, even the likes of Harry's and, you know what I mean, even though they're part of the squad at the moment, and I think he will, like Joe said, that, if Brennan's not going to play anymore, Harris has moved right up again. He's gone up another, you know. Yes, I mean? think Minton, did we see uh, something earlier that, that Minton's going out on loan now as well? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's yeah. what it needs to be. He's chipping them again. He's dipping his toe in for Swindon and then he needs to go out and play games for, you know what I mean, for these sides because, like I said, it's you can't replicate that atmosphere when you're not playing, when you're playing in a reserve game or the intensity, you know what I mean, and the fans being there. And that's what I think it needs to happen. You send these players out on loan. Uh, ben, did you want to comment on this conversation as well? Who? Well, Ben. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say, because I got distracted, that Harrison has just gone back on loan to Chippenham. We're talking yeah. about loans. That's been announced. But, um, yeah. Um, I'd like to have the combinations. I'd like to have the reserve team that he's back in a perfect world. I think it's the club's aim in the near future to have a development league. So I'll have a lot more youth players. I'm not wrong with these sort of young players like uh, Massey joining us because uh, he needs games more than anything as well. He needs to run a games because he was really looking quite good at Plymouth. Um, but yeah, it can't come quick enough. Um, I miss reserve league games, you know, and some good players come from it. You know, players do shine, get regular games, get goals, and then just walk into the first team fit and ready and good to go. You know, there's no just giving them 20 minutes here or half an hour here. By the time they get back into the first team after an injury, they can, they're good. They're good to go. You know, you, you don't have to just trial them back and let's see that, you know, it'd be great, but um, it's, it's something for the future. It's going to be not too distant future as well, because it's going to happen. Um, so, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. But in the meantime, we've just got to put up with it is and just send our loan players to non-league clubs. Okay. Um, there's one more thing that we need to discuss um, before we conclude for the evening. 
And uh, it is the fact that if we haven't mentioned it enough uh, over the last week or two, um, there is a double header at the county ground tomorrow after Swindon Town versus Hartlepool. Uh, the women's team will be playing, I think it's around a 5.45 kickoff uh, in the FA Cup. Um, there's lots of there's lots of talk at the moment about the the logistics. I know Woody was on Monday and he was answering questions on things like parking and all the places that are open match day parking. They're staying open longer. Um, I know there's been some concern, and I'm interested in in your guys' thoughts on this. I, I we got sent a, a couple of tweets from people saying they don't understand if they've got season tickets in the Don Rogers stand, why they're not allowed to stay in the Don Rogers stand. They're being asked, like, they're trying to move everyone into the one stand. Now, I get it from a, a logistical perspective in terms of, you know, that it's just the one stand to have security for, the one set of refreshments and that. But, but uh, Nick, I'll come to you first. What, what's your thoughts? Do you think um, having fewer people in more stands is better or everyone in one stand? Um, probably one or everybody in one stand makes sense to be fair um, like like you just said if, if you're dotted around the ground in Don Rogers, the town end the Arkles, you've got to have people in there sort of uh, monitoring it, um, stewards etc um, food outlets open and that takes up staff if everybody's together in one stand hopefully you'll get a better atmosphere because you've got you know people together, which is what we see at away games when all the Swindon fans are in one stand, basically most of the time in one stand, and you get a better atmosphere. So, yeah, I can understand why they're doing it in one stand. So, to me, it makes sense. Um, Ned, obviously, we had Bryony on a Monday, um, who who spoke about what it means. And and if you haven't had the opportunity, please do do go back and and listen to what Bryony and Beth had to say about what it means to the women's team to play at the county ground um, if, if you're undecided about whether to stay or not or you can't make the men's game but you'd still like to go support the women that that opportunity there as well please do go back and listen to monday's episode of, of what both ladies had to say about it um, and i think you will be convinced but um it is a big moment for them isn't it ned and and one that they see that that both Bryony and beth seem confident on monday and uh, it, it should be a good game yeah, absolutely. Um, it's nice to hear uh, people involved in the game to say that they think they're going to win like that and not give the business response of giving them the, uh, you know, the respect and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, no, that, I, honestly, I, I know how much it means to her. It means a lot. So um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And um, just with regards to the moving stand thing, it also gives people the chance, let's just say, if you're hungry and you can't afford to pay 17 quid for a pasty, you, you, it gives you the chance to pop out and go and get yourself some chips or something, maybe something to drink, pop mm -hmm. in the pub, or whatever, and then go back in afterwards. So it can it can still be uh, a non logistical issue uh, if you do said um, pop out and get some get some food from somewhere else. But um, oh, there we go, uh, confirmed two sources. Uh, <laughs> um right so um yeah i mean it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a good game they're gonna put everything into it um they want as many people to stay there as possible um so you know 
everyone who's who seems to have gone so far has agreed that the standard is a lot higher than they actually thought it was going to be. So uh, it would be really nice if as many people as possible um, can stay on and, and, and give it a view. Um, and so this doesn't cost you any extra, does it? So um, please do, please do. And they're really trying to to um, make the atmosphere as best as they can, aren't they, Warren? I think I even saw that the FA Cup trophy itself is going to be there um, on the night as well. Yeah, they're, they're creating it. And this is what this is what it's all about. You, I, I think we summed it up on the last part. I think people are, if Swindon win tomorrow, the men's side, I think that would just give everyone that little bit of baby. Yeah. just think, yeah, it'll be a massive rollover onto the women's game. And I think... You know, I mean, that's what a lot of people will, will decide what they want to do from that. And, you know, I mean, if we lose, most people will be down in the dribbles or if we don't get the wind, you know what I mean? So people might think, oh, I want to stay. Um, yeah, I, look, no matter what happens tomorrow, no matter how many people stay or how many people go, it is still a positive, positive thing for the football club. For the for the woman's side, it's brilliant. You know what I mean? So I, I hope we don't get too lumbered with, oh, if, there, if it is a... You know what I mean? Not as many people stay as they predict or whatever, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. It's still a real positive, positive thing for the women's for, for the women's club. Um, yeah. And and that it, it, no matter what happens, as long as they win, obviously, it, it's going to be a it's really good for them. And it's going to be a great experience, brilliant for the club. And it just shows the commitment that we're that we're going towards with the women's side. Yeah, no. Absolutely. Um, we don't often do this, but as this is a, a shorter than than usual episode, uh, let's just fly around once again and ask you for some FA Cup predictions then. You've predicted the first game in the doubleheader. Let's see what you think, how confident you are in the women's team to make it two wins from two on the night. Ben? A score prediction for the women's FA Cup game at the county game. Uh, the women's will triumph 6 2. 6 2. I were. Friend will be goals. I think a big wide pitch, big open pitch, fans behind them. The girls will be up for it. Um, I think Polton are a league or two below. Two. So, yeah, two leagues below. So, I think Swindon, after putting a bit of a fight, will probably collapse most of the way through second half. Um, I mean, I questioned your stick to, but then Mike's just thrown in an 11 to. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to Ned next. Uh, your score prediction, please. Um, do you know what? I was going to say 6-2. That's, I was just like, <laughs> I said, I was going to say 6-2. Um, I, 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 okay. All right. All right. Ryan is the centre-back, so I have more confidence. 6-0. Six 6-1. Is Barry going to get one? No. <laughs> <laughs> has she scored? Has she scored yet? Is she? Uh, has she I don't think she body? has. I don't. Um, she may well have in the previous stint, but I don't think uh, this stint she's uh, crept up with a goal, unfortunately. Oh, she's due one then. She's saving it. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Nick next. What's your prediction, please? Well. Ned's just done me in because I'm saying 6-0. Um, and uh, Ali Colston to score four. And okay. just, just while I'm on, uh, another quick shout-out. Um, I see Claire's been on tonight with her comments. I know she's been a bit poorly early in the week. So awesome. uh, I hope you're feeling better, Claire, and uh, hopefully see you Saturday. So yeah, all the best. Well, 
All the best. And uh, was a score prediction. Well, how confident the girls were, I, you know what I mean? I don't think we're chucking this scoreline around, you know what I mean? I would, yeah, they, four or five, four or five nil, I hope, you know what I mean? I, we've got to have confidence in Bryony at the back, haven't we, Ned? That's what you've said before, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw winning and go lucky number seven. So I'll go 7-1. Uh, as a prediction, based <laughs> on crucified Ben for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got me so confident now. You're all going throwing big scores around. Everyone in the chat's throwing big scores around. So why not? You know. Yeah. Uh, and as you say, Beth and Bryony were very, very. Uh, they, you know. They were very confident on Monday, so why not? Let, let's let's just hope that by the time we meet again Monday night, both Swindon Town sides have won on, at the county ground mm. on Saturday, and we've all got happy, smiley faces. Happy, happy. Um, gents, thank you very much, as always. I will just flash up the, uh, the corporate uh, artwork there, just because if us talking about it and tweeting about it and Facebooking about it isn't enough, Maybe some artwork will remind people as well. Um, thank you very much. It, it is cold. It is wet. Um, so thank you for choosing to spend your evening with me talking Swindon Town instead of going out doing anything uh, probably more fun and entertaining. Um, and uh, yes, yes, you can, Ned. Thank you very much. Um, uh, Claire sent me a message a few moments ago. So... Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's what um, I'm saying. Any, does anyone else want to thank Claire for anything or send a message to Claire? <laughs> Now's your time. Every, every, everyone send something to Claire. Get she's well just, soon, Claire. Top Get girl. Well Love her loads. Top girl. Top girl. She will hate having this attention on her she as well. She will, yeah. <laughs> um, it has to be said, actually, before we do go, before we do go, it has to be said, I understand that the collection at Colchester went well as well. So congratulations to all involved in raising the money for the air ambulance. And to anyone who was able to contribute, um, thank you very much. You know, it, it's, a, it's a big gesture the way things are at the moment. So, uh, so thank you very much from us and obviously from those involved. Um, <laughs> Mike, Mike being very naughty. <laughs> very very naughty there mike uh but no honestly chaps thank you very much to everyone who's been watching on facebook twitter and youtube thank you for choosing us uh to hopefully entertain you for an hour or so on a friday night um let's let's bring home the three points let's get into the next round of the women's fa cup and uh from ben from waza from nick from ned and myself uh, everyone at Fools Rush In, have a wonderful weekend. We will see you again on Monday. Good night. Two six nils.